everyone, and welcome to AmeriCrown Dreams, a podcast about the British royal family. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jenna. And I'm also also excited. I can't even contain myself. It's the day we've all been waiting for. I know. It was so convenient that this happened on the day that we record our episodes of our podcast, Mondays. I know. We didn't even have to reschedule because we always had a contingency plan just in case we would, you know, drop whatever we were doing and get together and really, um, I I don't know, just get on the microphone and start freaking out because we have so many thoughts (laughs) about this. And now we don't have to. I mean, it was already my Monday night was cleared already. We were going to talk about season one of The Crown. Who gives a crap about that? No. I was like, what? Uh, What's that show? Who cares? I'm so excited. Yes. Our excitement, obviously, if you are listening, is because today, uh, November 27th, uh, Prince Harry announced his engagement to Meghan Markle. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. Oh, my God. So So I'm going to give our listeners... If you are, I mean, hopefully this is bringing in a whole new audience to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, let's let's hang out. Let's party. Let's talk about Megan and her upcoming wedding. But for those of you who have been around longer, you know that Caitlin and I started this podcast because we are obsessed with the royal family. And we're two Americans who have not let that stand in the way of constantly texting each other at odd times of the day. When Royals News breaks. And this morning, I was asleep. It was 5 a.m. or so. About 4.50 a.m. Yes. And I, (laughs) you know, I had one of those times when you just kind of wake up and it's a weekday or it's a work night. So I go look at my alarm clock to see how much longer I have to sleep. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I have at least another hour. So I roll over and then my phone buzzes and... It rarely does that, but I was like, oh my God, what if it's Caitlin? And it was. And so the universe was very kind to me and it woke me up. And so you texted me 20 minutes after the news broke and I was able to instantly react. And then I, so I went into the bathroom so I wouldn't disturb my husband. (laughs) And then I texted you for 10 minutes and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try to go back to sleep. And then spoiler alert, I didn't go back to sleep. Oops. I hit my microphone stand. I'm so excited. I I sat up like Googling and refreshing Twitter while people woke up. But yeah, I know. Yeah, because after last Friday's kind of frenzy where we were expecting to get the announcement and then we didn't, I was just like, you know what? They can't if they're actually engaged. This is not going to stay. They're not going to not announce it. Yeah. So I was just like, it's going to be Monday or Tuesday. So I was like, I'm going to set, set my alarm for 5 a.m. every day because that'll be 11 a.m in London and that will that will be about as as good as I can do beyond you know trying to find some sort of ESPN like uh app that just buzzes every time an amazing royal announcement happens yeah maybe maybe that doesn't exist to my knowledge the game that we need to get into is inventing an app developers just kidding but yeah there's not as many a royal announcements so yeah. I just kind of did that. So I was, yeah. So I was very happy that they just did it right away on Monday. So first, we could start our weeks off. First thing. On an awesome note. And oh, I'm so, 
I'm so excited. And I, know, I don't even go no, ahead. I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, I'm just like, okay, we've, we've been waiting for this for quite some time. And we've covered Megan and Harry's relationship on several of our episodes. Uh, so definitely check those out. They're obviously on iTunes or you can check us out on SoundCloud. Um, we'll give more conf- contact info in a moment. But now we're here. It's real. Well, I know one thing I'm going to do, which is I have a spare bottle of Prosecco in my fridge. So I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to see if we can hear this. I'm going to open it. Hopefully it doesn't go everywhere all over my notes and iPad. It'd be worth it. All right. I'm not going to drink this whole (laughs) bottle myself. I promise. And I so I'm recording this in my office, my home office. And I grabbed the bottle of Prosecco out of the fridge and like walked in and closed the door. And my husband's like, what? Wait, are you going to? I was like, don't worry, I'm not going to drink the whole bottle myself. I'm going to have like one one glass just to celebrate. And he's like, you will be the first podcast in history where the hosts don't drink like a full bottle of booze while they <laughs> talk. And I was like, okay, well, this is the first time I'm drinking while podcasting. So we'll see. But I am so excited. Yes. Yay. I'm glad that you can toast the happy couple. Yes. I'm sorry that I don't have any. Well, we're not in the same room. If you did, I would offer you my... Uh, Welch's grape juice that is still left over from your baby shower. Oh, thank you. Yeah. In one month, though, I'll I'll toast them. I know. I'll, we can... I mean, by the oh, time... Royal, we, the royal wedding, though? Exactly. Oh, my God. Mimosas. Yeah. So, hope, and we should get that. There's been rumors that we will find out tomorrow all the details of the date and all that. So, okay. we'll be able to figure it out. Well, we'll I won't... See. I won't speculate too wildly, then, on that. Yeah. Well, um... I think just just starting, obviously, we've told you how we found out, um, but the things that, I mean, how the news was announced, and we talked last week, our last week's episode, good timing for us, we talked about all the details about uh, when Will and Kate got engaged, and uh, we kind of went through all the logistics of that, and just as happened when Will and Kate got engaged, Clarence House made a formal, like, statement announcing that their son, Prince Henry, was engaged to Miss Meghan Markle. How many people do you think that day, today, were like, oh, who's Henry? I I will admit, I always forget if it's Henry or Harold. Because, like, I have to stop myself. Well, I don't know. It's Harry is a nickname for both of them. Oh, true. And I don't know. It's, It's kind of just... It's it's weird. I don't know, but um, yeah, it was it was really fun to see the announcement, and it was um, pretty much just congratulating the couple on their engagement, and then saying that Megan's parents were also excited, and saying that the couple will be married in the spring of 2018. Mm-hmm. That's so soon. I know. I was like, winter just kind of started here, at least in the the United States. But I mean, that's not that far away to plan like that massive of an event, even when you have lots of money and people to do it for you. Yeah. And I mean, last week we talked about there were there was an article we discussed that had predicted a summer wedding, which that was always kind of I, I didn't really think that was possible because of the crazy schedule that the royals have in the summer. So it was kind of like. Well, if they didn't do it in the spring, when would they do it? Will we have to wait until next fall sometime? But then it's also like, you know, the spring. I mean, Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, is pregnant. 
And so how's that going to impact things? And it's just crazy. But after Clarence House released this statement, then um, soon after we got statements from other members of the firm, um, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip released a similar statement just saying congratulations. And then a similar one came in from William and Kate. Yes, I loved their statement because, and as we'll talk more about it in their actual, you know, engagement interview. It seems like they've been hanging out, which I am really excited about. And I can't wait to see them all together in person. I know. I'm so because, happy. Because I'm just like, Kate needs, like, of a, a buddy. She does. She's like she that needs- person who she can just look at and be like, oh, God, we're peasants. Right. And somebody, <laughs> who, yeah, she can kind of tease. They can tease their husbands together. Right. And somebody who, you know, kind of understands. Well, like, going back into history a little bit, at the onset of um, their kind of relationships with Prince Charles and Prince Andrew, Princess Diana and Fergie were quite good friends. And then, I mean, the two of them, they weren't, I mean, because their marriages were so unstable and they were also kind of both so young and had tumultuous tumultuous relationships with everyone um that friendship didn't last but while it did what i remember from uh tina brown's the diana chronicles talks about how that was a really great thing for princess diana was to have somebody who was kind of like in the same boat as her in fergie so hopefully you know i i have no reason to believe that it would go the same course but i think that megan and kate will have a really good relationship and kind of a be each other's shoulders to cry on or, you know, a person to call to have a laugh about how weird their husbands are. Right. Because they didn't, <laughs> they only, they never had like a box cake mix or something like that. Like, so they, they find out that like, they've or been, that like Prince Harry's never had a s'more. Yeah, exactly. Something weird. <laughs> that was like, one of the headlines I saw today that was really? like, Meghan Markle, make sure Harry has this classic American treat. And I was like, oh, God, poor Harry. He hasn't had a s'more. I know. What? I mean, what does he... Why? He's then awful, also never seen the movie The Sandlot, because who can see that movie and not want a s'more right away? So, Megan, ameliorate this. But, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, unique... I don't know. I think it's going to be a really unique relationship, and I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I, I feel like today, and what we even talked about last week is... Even though we can sit here and we can make lots of, even last week we were making, you know, um, talking about the parallels that we could see happening between, you know, what happened with Will and Kate and Harry and Meghan. Harry and Meghan's announcement and their engagement really does signal a, a really new chapter for the royal family, just like Will and Kate did, because it was these two older uh, young adults saying, you know, we've been together for eight years and we're ready to commit to each other. And now we have Harry and Meghan, who obviously are even older and have, you know, had kind of that long experience of dating people and a shorter engagement. And uh, Meghan's obviously American, biracial, all that stuff. Divorced. Yes, divorced. Actress. I mean. Exactly. Catholic. I mean, isn't that the worst (laughs) one? God, just kidding. (sighs) Just kidding. Uh, It's like... You know, but that was changed, so right. people can Yeah, I, that was in the BBC article I read. I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. I mean, I did know that they changed the law, but I didn't know that Megan was Catholic, but... 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, um, there were some other announcements that were that kind of came out throughout the day from uh, people who are like there were people in government, um, in British government specifically. I'm going to pull up some of them. Well, one, I don't know. One was from Theresa May. I don't have to go into that. She's the current prime minister, for those who don't know. And it was just kind of congratulations again. Um, there was also something from Jeremy Corbyn, who is the uh, leader of the Labor Party. So the, like, not minority party, but the, I don't know, the second second biggest party. Yep. Uh, the opposition leader. That's what he's called. Yes. I was like, what is that word? <sighs> and... Um, the arch- didn't, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, didn't Nicola Sturgeon say something as well? I believe um, so. She's the yeah leader of the Scottish Independence Party? Question mark? Anyway, Scotland. Maybe. She's, at, least she, at least she's the head of parliament. Oh, right. Scotland. Yeah. Um, then there was the uh, tweet from the Archbishop of Canterbury. Or maybe it wasn't a tweet. It was a, I saw it in a tweet, though. But Archbishop of Canterbury chimed in and gave a blessing on the marriage, which, you know, was kind of good ammo because there are a bunch of people on Twitter who are like, oh, but she's a divorcee and Church of England and all this stuff. It's like, shut up. You're just mad because she's half black. Like, you're not fooling anybody. And Mm -hmm. everyone's like, but Wallace Simpson. It's like, shut up. That was 80 years ago. And... You know what? We actually benefited from Wallace Simpson. We yeah. should maybe be thanking her for being a kind of a Nazi, essentially. Or well, at least a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should be thanking her for being so dang irresistible to a guy who would not have made a very good king. If you believe the book Matriarch um, that talks about Queen Mary of Tech, like, it talks about how, like the abdication crisis was kind of inevitable because Edward VIII would have looked for any possible excuse to not become king. He just did not want to do it. And so Wallace Simpson kind of was like a good excuse for him to be like, no, but I love her because that's a lot more respect. I don't know. It's more romantic. It's than... easier to get. It's easier for people to be like, oh, I get it. You know, I sympathize with love. you. Yeah. Then to be yeah. like. I don't want to. This, this seems like a lot of work, and I don't think I will be good at it. Yeah, and then he had a, a brother who was just like, uh, well, obviously, like, I'm going to do this. Like, it's, I have to, and I have children, so I have heirs. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the Archbishop of Canterbury chiming in was a good sign. Um, then we also, throughout the day, got uh, some foreign leaders weighing in on it, um, including... Uh, Justin Trudeau, who uh, tweeted his congratulations in both English and French, really leaning into that whole bilingual thing. And then also the one I was waiting for all day was... <laughs> I know, yeah, I was about to say, I was like, is it? Ha- are you going to say it? <laughs> I am. Um, Harry's BFF, the person who, if William didn't exist, would be the best man at the wedding, uh, former President Barack Obama tweeted his heartfelt congratulations from himself and Michelle. And that was one of my favorite. We'll talk more (laughs) about reactions later, but my favorite reaction, um, one of them is from the best Jasmine. And will Michelle wear a hat in all caps? (laughs) Oh, my God. She totally will. I know. She's going to look beautiful. And I'm right. Like, I can see her in a big, like, brimmed hat. 
Yeah. Or even, I don't, I don't care. It's going to be beautiful, whatever it is. Yeah. <sighs> it's gonna and be then great somebody pieces. else pointed out that uh, Brock will probably be wearing traditional like morning dress, like a uh, yes. coat and tails, which holy crap. I would not miss this opportunity to be as British as possible. No, I know. For the sweating. Would be, before being, you know, tacky. But obviously, like, Michelle Obama has her pick of, like, any designer. So it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yes, there's going to be so many. Like, they were talking about. I was reading an article in Vogue talking about who could be Megan's, like, mate made of honor mm-hmm. uh, which I think will be interesting because she doesn't have that kind of go-to person like Kate had with Pippa yeah unless you have a, a close sister right but Do they, as what we were talked about thought. she does have a half sister yeah but they mm. but as we talked about on our episode uh, our Thanksgiving episode they're not particularly close and I, I doubt that that would be her choice right uh, but yeah, I'm excited for all the celebrities that we will see as a result of this beautiful union. We'll have to, I mean, we'll have to talk more about it after we find out where the wedding will be, because if it is in Windsor at uh, Saint, the Chapel of St. George, as has been speculated thus far, mm-hmm. um, that obviously does not have the seating capacity of a Westminster Abbey or a St. Paul's Cathedral. So the guest <laughs> list will be... Um, much smaller but i mean i feel i i feel like it, but they could ha- they could still have a large reception though that's true but i mean if you have to invite dignitaries but maybe you don't i think that for example like will and kate were are far more they have they had to invite a lot more dignitaries because william's heir to the throne i think uh, Megan and Harry are going to have a little bit more leeway even will and kate had leeway like they were given a guest list and of like 300 names and they were like we don't know who any of these are and then queen elizabeth was like oh well i i that's ridiculous you should invite your family your friends first and well i'll add on whoever i want to after that because you know she's a nice lady yeah i'm just hoping that like there isn't a weird like protocol game like if you invite one head of state like how harry you know does have a pretty close relationship with the obamas if he wanted to invite them like if like you had to not be seen as political and therefore invite, you know, other people who you might not want to invite. So like I'm the Trumps. Yeah. Like them. <laughs> or like, I mean, or just, I mean, I don't know. Do you have to invite every former president right. of the United States? Like what is the protocol? So, but they probably know that already. I hope that they get a little bit more leeway just because Harry is not heir yeah. to the throne and therefore he can, they can just be like, you know what? Like, this is obviously a historic wedding and whatnot, but they obviously have a very different responsibility and they're far more focused on, you know, that, you know, they're going to be more activists as they talked about in their, um, their interview that they are going to, that they're going to continue to use their, their spotlight to really push those issues that they know are important and get people to listen. The final kind of announcements that I have in my notes that I wanted to remark on is a couple of really nice um, tweets that were sent by Megan's former Suits co-stars. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, which is really cute, is from her TV dad, uh, the actor Wendell Pierce. And he says, congratulations to my TV daughter, Megan Markle, and Prince Harry on the news of their wedding engagement. Harry, you have her TV father's blessing. Robert Zane approves at Suits USA. 
<laughs> and um, and then the best one is uh, Patrick J. Adams, the actor who plays, uh, is it Michael? Yeah. Yeah, he plays Michael on Suits, and Michael and Megan's character, Rachel, are together in the show. Um, quote tweeted the Kensington Palace uh, tweet about the announcement, and he said, she said she was just going out to get some milk. Like, <laughs> ellipses. <laughs> like, oh no. She left me for him. Oh, and then <sighs> the other one that I saw that real quick is just another pop culture thing. Um, Meg Cabot uh, tweeted, Her Royal Highness Princess Mia Thermopolis is thrilled about Meghan Markle's engagement to Prince Harry and wants Miss Markle to know that if she has any questions about transitioning to royal life, Mia is available anytime. And it's like, I want them, I want Mia to be real. Give me advice. But yeah, so it was fun to see everyone's reactions. Yes. No, it was really exciting to finally, after lots of speculation about when it had happened and all of that, to finally, finally, we can start celebrating. Because I don't know, like, if they were supposed to announce last week, because there had been rumors that they were meant, they meant to announce on Thanksgiving, you or on last Thursday on um, the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday. And then they apparently there was a leak, so they decided not to. And then they were like, oh, it's going to happen on Friday. I would just be nervous all weekend. I would just be like, I just want to get this over with. I just want people to know. I want to wear my ring. I want to do this interview. Let's let's do it. Yeah. I See, I don't ever – I never believed that it was going to happen on Thanksgiving or the Friday afterwards because, like, the American press, like, no one was at work. Right. And so and I was like, they wouldn't do that because it would just seem like kind of cruel. <laughs> yeah, it's it would have been great. I mean, partially it would have been good because I would not have to be at work and watching the announcement over my lunch break. But I or the interview over my lunch break. But at the same time, like it is just a crazy t- it would be a crazy time to announce it for the American press who a lot of whom, you know, are not at work that day. Right. I just think that it was it was kind of worked out perfectly for whoever leaked this information because they definitely knew that the engagement was on and it was going to be announced. And they probably just assumed that when they found out, they were like, oh, it's obviously going to be happening now. Like, why would they why would I know about this unless it was going to happen like right away? Like, why why would they give us more than a couple days notice? Yeah. And then it made and then it seemed like on Friday when there was the bombings in Egypt and then there was the scare in Oxford Circus that there had been a terrorist attack. It seemed like, oh, maybe that's why they held off on Friday. But the 5 p.m. thing, I was just like, that doesn't like they'd either have to do the photo call like that next like an hour after they announced. Otherwise, it was going to be the end of the day or they would have had to do it on Saturday morning, which I didn't. I was just like, that seems weird. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. And so Especially when it was like, oh, they're calling a, a staff meeting at Buckingham Palace. That's kind of what signaled to me that it was more maybe planning for the announcement. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure, you know, several members of staff at Buckingham Palace knew. Or probably everyone assumed an engagement was imminent, but they didn't have solid information. But I think they were probably kind of given a heads up. Like, this is happening very soon. Like, the full staff so that they would, you know kind of know what their duties would be, especially with the spring wedding. Like, there's going to be a lot of work to, you know, get things ready for that. But the... But yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I was ready to start talking about just the initial, the first photo call. Yeah, let's talk interview. about it. 
Yeah. So, yeah, once they announced at 1030 that morning or this morning in London, they said that there'd be, yeah, the photo call would happen at 2 p.m. And I was very excited to see. I thought it might just be a Clarence House once again, uh, like Will and Kate had, but they chose, I think, a really appropriate place, uh, the Sunken Gardens at Kensington Palace, to do their first kind of appearance as an engaged couple. It also made it even more dramatic because if you watch the the video of them coming out, you like see them from afar and you just like can't contain your excitement because you're like, faster, walk faster. I know. What's she wearing? I know. I was like, oh my gosh. And props to you, Jenna. So earlier today, I after you. after I think this was at like seven thirty. So we yeah. were. I had been thinking about this for a couple hours. Yeah. So fair. I was like. I was like, wild fashion guess for photo call. Megan is going to wear a classy pantsuit. <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't put, I wouldn't put it past her for, on a separate occasion. I just didn't think it was going to be today. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you said, my guess is a cream dress. So, and yeah, lo and behold, she was in cream. Well, I was trying to think of one, like Harry only ever wears blue suits. And he's a ginger. So you don't want to wear something that's going to clash with him. Because if he's standing next to you, as a person who's married to a man who's kind of borderline ginger, you know, like, you don't want, like, a color that you're wearing to reflect on their face and make them look redder (laughs) than they are. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so I knew it was going to be kind of like a jewel tone, something that would look good standing next to him. And we had discussed last week, we weren't sure whether blue was in the picture for her because, like you know the cake comparisons might be too much so i was just trying to think of like other possibilities i also said like maybe she'll wear purple because it's the color of royalty but no she she went with cream and a beautiful green dress underneath yes i know at first i thought it was black but then i and then i when we finally got like the really high resolution photos i was like no that is like a dark forest green and i cannot wait to see it just like bex porter yes And that makes me think that it was done deliberately, but maybe, again, I'm just wildly speculating. (laughs) But, yeah, the photo call, like you said, it was really beautiful. So the Sunken Garden um, this summer was uh, redesigned to be a memorial garden for Princess Diana. And it is the location, if you remember, back um, at the for the 20th anniversary of Diana's death, um, when Will, Kate, and Harry... Uh, were out and about and it was the day before um it was kate's last public appearance before the baby news when she was wearing that was it prada ah uh, yes yeah it was that, the prada it had poppies on it yeah it's, it was like sea foamy so when mm-hmm. she was wearing that that's the same location where they had their announcement today obviously the weather cooperated really well this time there was no need for umbrellas Um, There was rain before, but it cleared out. It was beautiful. It was like perfect cloud cover for like photos. Yeah, they walked out and I was so excited to see them. I know. I like I kind of got a little choked up because I was just so just like, I can't believe this is happening. And then I was just like, oh, Harry seems really nervous. Like, I kind of want to give him a hug. Just be like, it's okay. I would totally be kind of the way you are right now, too. But Megan handled it like a pro. Like they just seemed so giddy and excited, and they were beaming at each other. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fake that. And then there were no. there were some snapshot like or snippets. So neither of them were wearing microphones, 
because obviously they were giving a 20 minute interview, um, you know, pretty much immediately after this. And so, um, they, you know, weren't really planning to answer a whole lot of questions to the press, but, um, he was asked whether the, um, what details about the proposal and he kind of didn't want to get into it at that point because spoiler, he got into it later. And then they said, was it romantic? And he said, oh yes, very romantic. And she said, it was wonderful. And then the other thing that made me almost fall out of my office chair when I saw the video clip of it was somebody yelled, when did you know what she was the one? And he looked at, and he kind of was like, well, what did he say? And she repeats the question to him and he goes, when I first saw her, or he knew she was the one the minute he saw her or something like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> when, I, when I've when i been reading that, I was like, that was beautiful. And also I cannot wait for them to, for Lifetime to make their movie about their love. Oh my God. I know. Where they, where so they recreate the moment. I'm so <laughs> excited. Like it's got, like they, if they, if Lifetime has not by the, by now casted everyone for that movie. I know. You know. It, it they they are behind times because I want this movie out in like a month and a half. Do you think that the so guy who do you think it. is going to play Harry? Do you think it's going to be the guy from I Want to Marry Harry? <laughs> I hope not. He's actually hope... not that attractive. No, he's not. Like... I know, but I'm just saying there. Who's a ginger? I know. Uh, right. <laughs> if you have thoughts, all right. This is a good God, opportunity. He's so ugly. I'm looking at a picture right now. Oh my oh, God. God it's What's awful. his it's name? Awful. Uh, let me look really quick. Um, I'm sorry, I'm making you look at more pictures of him. No, it's fine. Um, Matthew Hicks. All right, well, hopefully it's not him. Sorry, Matthew. (laughs) Sorry, Matthew, you're not quite cute enough. No, you are not. No, I I can't look at it anymore. No, it's it's unpleasant. No, jump back to the real Harry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm back. Yep, there's a side by side. I'm looking at Harry. He looks great. Mm. The suit Harry was wearing fine a plus yes they looked like a yeah they just were they were just honestly glowing and i think just so excited and and we got our first glimpse at the ring yes oh. i was yelling at my tv i so i i waited at <laughs> home i was usually walk to work around 8 a.m so i just was like whatever i can be i can wait you know and walk in you know whenever well not whenever but like five minutes later or whatever and so i'm sitting there and i'm like zoom in zoom in come on i want to see what the ring is i know and there's even that point where she was like oh yeah i should probably like awkwardly place my hand so everyone can see it they kept like (laughs) holding hands and they were like so excited and gripping and you could tell they were so excited but again he kept blocking it with his fingers yeah i'm like carry (laughs) man we don't know what it looks like come on so i think it's about 2.5 carats the the main center stone okay uh, and it is the stone, the main stone is from, uh, Botswana, where we learned that Harry and Meghan had a camping trip underneath the stars together mm-hmm. after they'd only really been together for four to six weeks. They'd been on so, two dates. and then... Right. So, whoa. Mm-hmm. Also, that's amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, the other two diamonds, which it's center or between the, the larger stone from Botswana are from, uh, yeah, from Princess Diana's collection. And that news had kind of leaked out or I'm, I'm assuming it was just like a journalist making a pretty educated guess. 
Yes. Um, Because People Magazine published a story over the weekend talking about how um, the engagement ring was going to contain diamonds from Princess Diana's jewelry collection. And then I, I don't know. I think Kensington Palace released a statement kind of earlier before their interview talking about that, like what the ring was and explaining that. And so it's kind of like, oh, people had it right. So you're kind of wondering, again, like it could just be an educated guess because it would make total sense. Right. Um, to use because his mom had a beautiful jewelry collection and, you know, Kate has one of her rings and it would make a lot of sense. Or, yeah, there was a leak somewhere there. Or I don't know. Maybe they got the information when they thought they were going to be announcing their engagement mm-hmm. uh, Thursday or Friday. And then they just kind of were like, whatever, let's let's go with it. I don't know. Right. And I mean, I, since Harry was the one who designed it, it had to have eventually, you know, someone had to have helped him design it. So, I mean, there was a number of people who might have known. But, yeah, definitely, like, it would make sense. Like, he would. I mean, we had gone through some of the more heirloom jewelry that could potentially have been used. Yeah. As the engagement ring. But in the end, it just doesn't. It doesn't make as much sense as it as something that his mother owned and something that he was able to repurpose to give to the love of his life. Right. And especially because, I don't know, when we talked about those rings, and I can't remember what episode that is, but a lot of them are, I mean, they're, they're not as recognizable as mm-hmm. um, Kate's engagement ring. Mm-hmm. And so... And they were also kind of more old fashioned or a little bit fussier than Megan's style seems to indicate. Like this ring is totally Megan. It is just really simple, but beautiful. Um, It's also it's like yellow gold. Um, That's her favorite metal. And again, just three diamonds and that's it. And so it made a lot of sense that he would design something of his own because I don't know that um, a lot of what was available in the heirloom section of the jewelry vault was like simple and elegant to her taste definitely not and there was a lot more there wasn't a lot of just simple diamonds you know very classic diamonds there was lots of like rubies and there was one that was a pearl and i that was probably the one that i was leaning to most towards because it was so simple yeah literally just a pearl right and it was really cool too because you don't see that often but right but in the end it would. It makes absolutely absolute sense that it incorporates Megan's style, but also incorporates things that are really important to Harry. Right. So I think it looks beautiful. I, and then I was getting annoyed that people were saying it wasn't big enough, and it's what? like you don't. Right. Once again, you. I'm not saying I know Megan, <laughs> but I don't. I can't. Yeah, like we you said earlier, I can't imagine she'd have like something massive on her finger. It doesn't really represent. I think her look or what she wants to portray about her, this new phase of her life. Right. I think, I mean, if something's, if the main stone is 2.5 carats, it's plenty big, especially when surrounded by two, what look to be one carat stones on either side of it. And so, right. Yeah. It's not Mariah Carey or no, she's not Kim Kardashian (laughs) and she doesn't want to get, you know, robbed or anything like to me ostentatious like displays of well like especially since this was a ring that harry designed like if it's an heirloom you know um it might be a little bit different but again like i think they're all very aware that they can't walk around you know appearing to have you know put 
taxpayer money in the form of a, an expensive piece of carbon, you know, on her finger. Like, they're not going to go for a, you know, 100 million pound diamond here. It's just not going to happen. So, but I think it, I love it. I think it's really nice. Well, then we'll talk, we can talk a little bit more about what she was wearing. Yes. Um, I was like, where do we go next? Because there's just so many things. But yeah, I think Ensemble is perfect place to go. So we talked, Harry was wearing a blue suit. That was nice. Um, so <laughs> Enough said. Uh, yeah. Again, we, and again, if you're a longtime listener, you'll know that that's pretty much all we can say about the Wales brothers. Like they don't really do anything too interesting. There was like that time that Willie Wills wore a polka dot tie in Poland. And I was like, ha, that's funny. But other than that, what do they do? They wear blue suits and blue ties and white shirts and black shoes. And that's it. Yeah. If they mix it up, we will note. Right. But they just don't. But again, why mess with success here? Exactly. He looks hot as hell. So Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. Um. Megan looked gorgeous. Uh, I loved... So just talking about what we saw at the photo call um, was her cream-colored coat that we kind of talked about already. And that is a by a Canadian company called The Line. And their website promptly crashed. Uh, naturally. Naturally. Um, we talked in last week's episode about Kate's impact on the brand uh, Issa with the uh, designer that made her famous blue wrap dress. And so hopefully the line will have a better time. But apparently they've renamed the coat the Megan in oh, honor good. of her. And they're working <laughs> to uh, come up with more of it. Yeah, or, yeah, because it's sold out. Um, yeah, beautiful. And I thought it was great that it was a Canadian label because that makes, not only because Megan, not, Megan's not just an American, she's, but she's kind of an adopted Canadian. Right. And as Canada is part of the, you know, uh, the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. It just makes her an even more, you know, suitable kind of ambassador for the royal family. Again, I can't really comment on the coat beyond saying it just was really nice white coat. Um, Yeah, it was very nice. I loved her shoes. They are by the Italian brand Aquazura. Which made me freak out when I saw that because I just bought a pair of boots by them on Black Friday. Um, so, but it's they're completely different from what these look like. Obviously, I was gonna say I was like, oh my word, those that, those don't seem very warm. No, no, no. These are like these are like <laughs> let knee high boots because I was yeah. just looking for it and there was a good sale. But and I don't know if I'll even keep them because. I'm terrified of online shopping, but we'll see. But I, now I'm even more inclined. I was like, oh, my God. Megan, right, where's I this mean... brand? <laughs> and again, it made me very thankful for Black Friday sales because they make brands like that affordable to people like me. Exactly. Um, but I loved these. These are and, – and I haven't seen the Fug Girls coverage of what she was wearing. Um, but I'm assuming their comments will be along the lines of – See, Kate, this is how you do a new, uh, like a nude or neutral shoe <laughs> because it was interesting, but it was very like, it was kind of like a pinkish cream strappy. Yeah. yeah. Cause when you texted me, you said, I love her pink shoes. I was like, I was like, how pink? And then I had to go back and I was like, okay, okay. Got it. On the TV, they looked really, I mean, they, they looked very like pale pink, but it was clearly pink and not yeah. white or cream or tan or anything. 
Yeah, because I immediately was like, I was like, hot pink, millennial pink. No, none of those. <laughs> I was like, no, she wouldn't. No, that would have been badass, but it also mm. really wouldn't have matched her green dress. Yeah, but no, I thought they were really great with the the coat and everything. I think it. And it's definitely her style. She's been seen in a similar... And I think those are actually ones she's been spotted in public wearing before, Megan. Um, so definitely a rewear for her. Her first royal rewear. Yeah, good for her. Big moment. Well, and then once we saw the interview, we could see what was going on underneath. Yes. Why don't you talk about that? Yes. So I would like to also say that... Uh, it's funny that I also wore a white coat similar to Megan and a green dress when I did my engagement photos. Obviously, they haven't done their official engagement photos, but I thought it was funny. Um, it's just, yeah. again, how we're so qualified to be I know. hosts. Like, I was wearing green. In my official engagement photos, I was wearing green and my husband was wearing blue. You were. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Look at us. Uh, but yeah, so for their um, interview, yeah, we finally got to see the dress. And it was from a, it, an Italian label um, called Paroche. And I've seen it spelled two ways. One is all of it together and then P-A-R-O-S-H as like initials. Yeah, um, with like but, periods after each letter. Right. So I'm just going to call it Paroche. Yeah. Or Paroche. I, sure. Paroche. I'm not Italian. I'm not good at determining how that is. But I will learn. Uh but, yeah, it was their green bow detail dress. So it was pretty much a sh- kind of a very, I think it was one of Megan's, like, classic styles. Even something that I've seen her wear on suits. Uh, and uh, it had a kind of a cute bow right on her um, torso. And we didn't really see that part since they were sitting down. But if you look at photos, uh, it looks really cute. And I think it was a, a beautiful choice her to wear and also showed off her really amazing arms yeah the the version of the dress i saw online uh was long-sleeved and so before the interview so i mean some people again who are amazing super sleuths um in the like kate blogosphere i id this as the paroche dress and um i saw it on uh from brochure to buckingham and clicked on it and Saw it, and again, it, since it was a long sleeve dress, and we live in Minnesota, I'm always like, ooh, what is this? And then, obviously, one, it was sold out, and two, it was too expensive for me. But um, I was surprised when I saw her at the interview, and it was sleeveless. But she clearly trades arm workout tips with Michelle. That was my thought. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's a wool dress, and just, yeah, a more fitted look, which is definitely something that Megan is known for wearing, so it was definitely something in her comfort zone and I think a great first showing as yes we will it'll be interesting to see her effect on fashion and kind of uh for example like Kate you know tended at especially at the beginning of her um you know pre-marriage and kind of her first year really tapping British designers Mm mm-hmm It'll be interesting to see where Megan kind of goes since she didn't do that. But it makes sense because she is, you know, kind of an adopted Canadian and, you know, an American. So she doesn't particularly have to be that, uh, you know, grounded in having to choose British designers because no one's asking her to be, you know, British in any sense. Though she does have to get dual citizenship. 
that she does. Which I don't know if it'll be like that scene in the Royal Weave where the fake queen, the non Queen Elizabeth pressures <laughs> sex into renouncing her American citizenship. I don't imagine that that would be the case. I don't, I don't think so. I I feel like it. It's if you're gonna accept that she's not British, or in the sense like she's you know she it's it's interesting and cool that she kind of has that more international appeal you're not going to be like renounce your u.s like that would be uh, yeah like, especially, that would get out and it would be like what we're not good enough for you especially since they're not really in line for the throne when you yeah. think about it i mean after baby cambridge three they're harry it's going to be sixth in line and so the chances are hopefully very very slim that they would ever have to take on that role mm-hmm. um Very true I'm trying to think of anything else to comment on what she was wearing was there i other... couldn't really see her earrings uh yeah me so neither. I, I don't i don't have any thoughts i thought they were beautiful the i saw them online but i didn't actually see pictures that very good pictures of the earrings on her so i'm sure we'll see them again though i think that we can do we want to move on and talk a little bit about the uh the interview yes because that was again we talked about this uh last week about um prince william and talking about prince william and and kate's engagement and we talked about the fact that like you know we knew that william and kate did this sit down interview and my thoughts were if Will did a sit down interview, Harry was also going to do one because Will is, you know, famously the more tight lipped of the two. And he doesn't really like, I don't know, interacting with the press as much as Harry, though. Harry isn't, you know, super open, but he does do a lot more. It does talk a lot more about personal stuff. And so it made a lot of sense. And it also is a good opportunity for um, the new couple to, kind of get ahead of certain aspects of the story and to like, you know, address, directly address any criticisms or issues that may have kind of come up in their engagement or in their courtship, I should say. We learned kind of early this morning that um, they would be doing a sit down interview um, similar to what Will and Kate did. Um, but this time with um, a journalist who works for the BBC, her name is Michelle Hussein. Uh, she's British um, and of Pakistani descent. And I think she's a really interesting choice. Um, I hadn't personally heard of her, but I knew that I, after some quick searching on the internet, she's part of like England's version of the Today Show at times, but she also does a lot of hard hitting sit down interviews um, with various just world leaders and other big, large, larger than life personalities. And I found one article from a few years ago where another journalist uh, was describing her for a publication called the Radio Times. And that person described her as the most discreet, least gossipy journalist I've ever met, which I think um, might be if that's really the case. I think that that is a big deal um, and a big plus in her column and why Megan and Harry selected her to conduct the interview. Because obviously the trust, you know, like that she's not going to go running off and like sell the exclusive stories if, you know, she overhears them chatting about what they ate for breakfast. You know, they don't really want that. They want to just make sure that 
they have a journalist they can trust who's interviewing them. Right. She definitely seemed, Michelle seemed really excited to ask each of her questions, but she wasn't like, yeah, she wasn't like, so guys, what's up? Like, yeah, it was like, okay, I have some legitimate questions for you guys. Yeah, it definitely seemed, it didn't seem like, uh, with Will and Kate's, there's definitely seemed not staged or anything, but there was definitely a little bit more of a like, oh, what's, what's going on here? Kind of aspect to it. Right. It was, it was much more like the subjects were uncomfortable because yeah. I think Kate was so nervous. And we talked about oh, this. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously it's real. We try our best on this podcast to not compare Megan and Kate in, in a, like pitting them against each other way. We talk about, you know, the differences between them just kind of as a point of interest. Mm-hmm. But we're not saying that one is better than the other. Um, no, I just I think there's just a lot to learn about Will and Kate's experiences. Right. That kind of lends itself to what Harry and Meghan will will, you know, face in their relationship. Exactly. But like Meghan obviously has a lot more experience with the media and giving interviews and, you know, coming up with answers on the fly to these kind of invasive personal questions than Kate ever did. Right. Um, and so you know, comparing the two, it's not saying like, oh, Kate sucked and Megan's great. It's like, well, you know, this was Megan's job. That was Kate's first time. And also their personalities are a little bit different. So mm-hmm. there's Yeah. That. And I feel like for Will and Kate, they never, they grew, at least their at the time of their announcement, they dealt with a very different media landscape where it wasn't like, you didn't already always know every question that people wanted to know about their relationship. Versus, I feel like on this interview, like, and and they talk about it, they just did not expect the frenzy of, you know, and thirst for information about their relationship once it was made public. And so I think they kind of knew all those questions that people wanted to know. And, and they were like, excited to share that information. They're just like, okay, you guys have been wondering, and here you go. Right. Um, but I don't know if for you what you had for a f- some of your favorite moments from the interview i had quite a few because i can only say that this was adorable and very well done um, did you cry a little bit i got i got really teared up when they started talking about um just kind of on like working as like a team oh my god i like, know yeah i got i i realized so this again it's at noon our time yeah. Uh, 6 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. And so it's like, I'm just sitting at my desk and I found like a live stream and I'm watching on my phone. And I I realized I was sitting there with this like dopey smile on my face, but like also kind of like tears in my eyes for yeah. half of it. It was so good. Right. Um, I just really liked, so first of all, we, we hear uh, right off about what the engagement was like. <laughs> and so we also kind of got a hint. We didn't get an exact date of when they became engaged, but um, it said they were became engaged a few weeks ago. And then also it was said that they got engaged earlier this month. So to me, that means that it was sometime between November 1st and 12th. Yeah. And so if you remember um, from a couple uh, episodes ago, uh, November 1st, I don't know if he was back in England on the 1st or if it was the 2nd, but Harry was in Chicago with the Obama Foundation Summit. And so uh, so right before he popped the question, so I 
wrote, he definitely talked to Michelle about it. Mm-hmm. And was like, what do you think I should do? And Michelle's like, you know, what do you, I feel like you should just, you know, do something romantic in your cottage or yeah. whatever. Um, and then so I'm guessing it could be if he really wanted to make a romantic gesture of it, he could have proposed on November 8th, which was the one year anniversary of the public statement he <laughs> issued. And also if Megan as an American might have been a little down on the anniversary of Election Day. So maybe mm-hmm. Harry wanted to rewrite that, make that date a happy one for her yeah. in the future. <laughs> and he was for sure in London on November 9th because uh, he was doing Remembrance Day stuff then. Um, mm. But he kind of went into the details of uh, what happened. And they were in there, as he described it, our cottage, um, which is the Nottingham Cottage in Kensington Palace. So for people who don't know, Kensington Palace obviously is like a palace, yeah. which is a big building. <laughs> I've been in it, um, but you don't get to go into the fun parts, just like the boring historic no. parts. And then there's also like this wall, kind of like walled in garden type thing. It's not soup. I mean, it's secure, but it's not, it's not like Fort Knox or anything. And then there are little like apartments in there and they're um, grace and favor apartments. And so the monarch can kind of tell people, like, allow family members to live in those. And so that's where Will and Kate live. Um, and they're two kiddos. And Harry has been living there as well. And so obviously now, and it was announced that Megan would be living there too. And it's pretty clear she's been regarding that as her home for a while, um, even before the engagement. Mm-hmm. But they were having a quiet night in, trying to roast a chicken. Yeah, they talk about roasting a chicken like several times. <laughs> Which, <laughs> have you ever heard of uh, engagement chicken? No. No, have you heard? Of, okay, so there's this like myth. I can't remember what women's magazine it is. It's either like Vogue or Cosmo or Elle or Glamour or one of those. Where there was this woman on staff who had a recipe for chicken and it was called engagement chicken because if you cooked it for a man, he'd propose to you. And the recipe was like urban legend status. I'm going to Google it. But yeah, I'm Googling it right now. And there's already several stories. Yeah. So people, somebody (laughs) tweeted it and said engagement chicken is real because it is just this kind of like funny, like thing that often kind of comes up in like women's media. Like you'll win him with this. Um, But I don't know. I, I liked that. He said they said he got on one knee. And um, it was an instant yes from her. And she actually tried to interrupt him and accept it before he was done. And he was, she was like, can I say yes yet? And he was like, no, hold on. I have more to say. (laughs) And I'm a sucker for a guy who proposes over a home cooked meal at home. So (laughs) that's how my husband proposed. So I was like, look at you, you and Harry, you're so smart. Um, He he just knew. He was like, I know that this is how Jenna was proposed to. Well, I do it for Megan. Yeah. Well, I told, didn't I tell you, because I'd been dating my husband for a very long time, and I think I told you this, that I had a nightmare. We were, I was in college, and it was weird. Neither of us were thinking about getting married anytime soon because we were in college. But we'd been dating for a while, and so people would always ask us stuff. Like, oh, when is it going to happen? And he, I was studying abroad in Paris, and he was coming to visit me, and people were, like, teasing me about it. Like, oh, he's going to propose to you on this trip. And I had a, a nightmare that he proposed to me, and I pushed him off the Eiffel Tower. 
because I was like, no, because he also knows that I'm like, hate when people look at me. And so it would be my worst nightmare to get proposed to in public. <laughs> but well, yeah, it's just not meant for, like it's just, there are some people yeah. who love it and good for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah. just not my bag. Yeah. I mean, my proposal was in public, but it was also very late at night. So like no one was there. Right. Yeah, and that's what that's all I wanted. Like I was just like, don't I don't want people watching me. You don't want to be in a crowded restaurant and have people applaud or like be on a jumbotron. Right. Like I you was know, like, I, yeah. I don't want to perform for anyone. Like, no. I want to have like my reaction. Right. But yeah, so Harry was very romantic and yeah. So I liked when she was just like, "Can I have it? Can I say yes? Yeah. Okay. I want can, the ring. Can I have Give the ring. <laughs> okay." <laughs> Uh, relatable. <sighs> Very relatable. Yes, for sure. Um, trying to think. I'm trying to think about... Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, it's definitely something you should watch yourself if you haven't already. I'm assuming you have. Uh, I think one of the things that I was... We had talked about whether or not they would talk about her ethnicity, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and how there's been, you know, uh, that when it was, you know... Um, release that they were dating that that's what people were focusing on and that's what the trolls were focusing on and what harry had to ultimately issue a press release about because the daily mail was saying things about her you know being her mother's from the ghetto and all that stuff Um, yeah like reporting that was just pure racism right it it had no journalistic merit even like i don't know no arguable journalistic merit it was just all kind of like insightful and i don't know weird Mm -hmm. but yeah i think she i think she that her response was great because it it just went you know what it is what it is and i don't like it and but we're gonna continue being us and i'm not gonna apologize for that yeah she she said it was disheartening that that was the reaction and i think that that's a really good adjective for that Um, yeah and she also, you know, repeated, she's proud of who she is and she, that's not going to change. And I think that that's, I don't know, a really good way to kind of face that type of criticism is be like, yeah, I am proud of who I am. So reporting about that, like why, I don't know, it's just it's dumb and awful and it's disheartening, mm-hmm. but she's not going to stop being proud of who she is. Yeah. Um, let's see. We also, uh, again, learned about kind of the, the quickness of their relationship the fact that they um got set up on a blind date by a mutual friend and he did not watch suits beforehand and he did not know who she was apparently unlike um you know best article of all time uh katie nichols (laughs) rose romance they did not did not they did not say anything that dashed my hopes that their drink wasn't rose though because that would be funny Right. It appears that, yeah, they met in London, so. Right. And I do think July, which the Soho house. I don't think that they denied that part. Um, Right. So it's very possible they were having rosé if it was in the summer. Exactly. Uh, And let's see. But yeah, then they talk about kind of how they they handled long distance. Um, Right. And they talked about how they never really went more than two weeks Without seeing each other, which is crazy, considering both of their schedules and their distance. I, I mean, know. obviously, when you have enough money, you can make it work. Uh, obviously. But, but that's, yeah, just really, 
he, I mean, Prince Harry even talks about, like, sometimes she didn't even know what time zone she was in. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her, but hopefully she got to fly first class, get one of oh. those lay, laying down beds or something. Yes. But, yeah, that's, that was, that was surprising to me that they didn't go more than two weeks. Also talk about how she, she said she is giving up acting. So it's for sure. We kind of all knew that would happen once they became engaged. Uh, but she did have a lot of good things to say about kind of her new, what her new job will be. Um, I love the part where uh, the interviewer is talking to her about like what her, like, you know, how she's been really active in charitable work and um, like the UN and all those things. And <laughs> saying, so what are you going to do with these new opportunities? And Megan's like got this smile on her face. She's so excited to answer the question. And Harry butts in and he says, sing like you're gonna sing and she's like oh shut up like come on <laughs> she's like you know i can't sing and then she goes on to answer the question but yeah. i love that and um and then the interviewer then the other thing that i this is i like squealed aloud was yeah um and so then right after that the interviewer says something about um like so that's a great thing you're going to get out of this uh aside from obviously a husband and Megan like and Harry just says like oof and like shivers a little bit like ooh husband like yeah. ooh that's a fun word and Megan just like beams at him and mm-hmm. I just wanted to reach through the screen and hug them yeah <laughs> they're so fucking cute well I have to admit like it's obviously still very surreal surreal for them because they're just like okay we're engaged okay oh my god we're like you're gonna be my husband mm-hmm. and you're gonna be my wife <laughs> yeah. And it was really, yeah, just great to kind of see how they react to one another and how they work together since we we know how Harry is because we we see him quite frequently and he is very playful and whatnot. But we don't know. We don't know as much about Megan. Right. As she's not, you know, the she, you know, like she says in the interview, she's never really been part of the tabloid culture until it was the news broke that she was dating Harry. Yeah. So. But other people who are taking, you know, a shine to her. Well, I I wouldn't say people, but pets. Oh my god, this was other the other. <laughs> I died like when I saw this. Oh, All right, right. What, uh... <laughs> uh, it, they talked about if she had met the queen yet, and she like was just kind of like, yes, I have, and apparently a couple of times because we had reported that they had met the queen for tea at one point earlier this month, I believe it was. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or in October, then, maybe. Yeah. And Prince Harry says, and the corgis took you, took to you straight away. <laughs> yeah. And so I've transcribed this and she says, yeah, that's true. And he said, for the last 33 years, I've been barked at. This one walks in, absolutely nothing. <laughs> and she says, just laying on my feet during tea. And he goes, yeah, just wagging tails. And it's like, ugh, because he's disgusted yeah. that the dogs right. hate him and love her. And they're I said, like, they're like a fellow. This they're like we can sense that she loves dogs, or she like put has peanut butter on her shoe or something. Yeah. I don't know. She might be smart <laughs> enough to. She brought some like uh, begging strips, some yeah. sort of dog treat, exactly. And it's like hey, best friend <laughs> to give to them. Yeah, she knows that the key to winning over the queen is to win is to win over her corgis, right? But also, <laughs> Megan. In all seriousness, Megan does have two dogs, and you know she knows she probably knows exactly how to make dogs like her. Right. So. 
Yeah. But we do hope those dogs, as we talked about last week, will be involved in their ceremony. I know. But probably not. Probably not. Because, you know, traditions and historic buildings and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wondering. So she had said uh, one of her dogs is in England and is settling down good. And I was wondering whether that dog, I don't know when it got there or if it's currently living in Nottingham Cottage with them. But what if the dog was involved in the proposal? That would have been so cute. Because sometimes people like tie a ring to the dog or something. Yeah. And then it just, the dog jumps up in your lap and you're like, what's that you've got there? Mm-hmm. Why are you wearing a bow tie? Right. Where are you going? <laughs> uh, then uh, one other thing that was funny was the inevitable question about children. Mm-hmm. Where... <laughs> The interview goes, children? And uh, Harry laughs and says, not currently. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, Harry, you scamp, you. You know what she meant. And then he goes on to clarify that hopefully they'll be starting a family in the near future. Because, you know, George and Charlotte need cousins. They do. They definitely do. I know. I was reading some comments today on one of the stories and people were like, what if she's already pregnant? And I was like, no. I was like, okay. I was like, first of all, like, probably not. No. And I think she's going to get married first. And then we'll like, as soon as she gets married, that's obviously when people will just be like, all the pregnancy rumors will begin. So I was like, let's wait for that. Because I think it's very unlikely that she will be pregnant at her wedding. No. And also, I, I feel like it's unlikely that she'll get pregnant within the first six months or even year of them being mm-hmm. married. I don't know, but like I would There's assume... a lot to adjust to. Yeah, she'll want to ease into it. That's like the time that my mom, when she was pregnant with my older brother, she got a puppy like right before he was born. And like those are things that should have been not happening all at once. That was too overwhelming. So mm-hmm. why would you want to become a royal and get... I just feel like she, she might want to take a beat first. Exactly. Like, enjoy, you know, like that honeymoon phase and learning the ropes and all of that and then focus on that when they're they're ready. Right. I'm not I'm not like waiting for that or anything. No, I'll ha- I want to see the wedding. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited, too. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I need it to happen immediately or anything. No, because... we've got baby Cambridge three to look forward to. Mm hmm. And, um, you know, that's all yeah, we need for and, now. And a pretty right. wedding dress. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. So excited. <sighs> uh, the final thing I want to just say about the the final thing to comment on was uh, for the interview was the part where they talk about, of course, like what Diana would have thought of Megan. And that's it was so sad because like Harry got really kind of quiet and you can tell he is really upset that his mom isn't there with him um, today. But and he just said he said that um, to in response to the question of what Diana would have thought of Megan. He said they would have been thick as thieves. And that I that's when I started actually crying because. But yeah, they Megan makes a really good point, which is to say that she is with the couple you know mm-hmm. and so yeah but i mean it was kind of a sad note to end on that's what i thought too i was actually really surprised when they it, like it just kind of faded out i was like that's that's where you're ending like it was like no talk about the corgis last like that that right. was fun 
it's oof. But it, it also might have been like it would just would have been really difficult to continue the interview. Yeah, since it's just kind of like yeah, she's there's only so much you know we can do now to really you know make sure that she's always with us and incorporate her into this exciting time in my life. Right. So. Yeah, so that's when I was like, oh, it's over? Okay. I was like, oh, all right. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought it was a great interview. And I I think it really, yeah, I think it gave a a wonderful introduction to them as a couple. And, you know, we're not going to get an interview like this again. I don't think so. For, you know, unless, like, when, you know, they've been married for, like, 50 years, they, like, sit down and do some sort of interview. So, yeah, I think it's exciting to always see this since beyond this, you know, it's going to be a lot of unless they're going to, you know, be making like, you know, Harry's made those videos like the Invictus videos, unless Megan's going to be kind of involved in those playful things. We're not going to see that as much or, you know, hear and have these kind of this is the closest we're getting to like gossip. (laughs) Right. Yeah. From (laughs) the the horse's mouth, too, because, yeah, Megan's not going to sit down and just like chat about her when she knew it was true love like every day mm-hmm. yeah so so i thought it was great and i am so excited for the both of them me too i think megan is going to do a great job and as we've talked before she's just this is i'm sure this isn't how she envisioned you know her life working out prior to me harry but there was just so many things about megan that made her just that great match for Harry. Yeah. Beyond that, she just has like kind of that fun, playful personality, but that she really quickly realized, oh my gosh, people are listening to what I have to say. I I need to use that to advance the good things in the world. Exactly. And what a better platform. Yeah. She has the ultimate platform. Like that's now her job <laughs> in between opening plaques. Right. And yeah, in between <laughs> pulling ceremonial cords um and i don't know drinking local liqueurs at various locations you know (laughs) she's going to be doing that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um the one uh, final unless you have anything else to say about the interview no i think no i I, i'm good all right well the one thing um that i wanted to just touch on quick is that it was announced by 10 Downing Street that the Brits would not be getting a bank holiday uh, yes. for this wedding. To which I say, on behalf of all British people out there who have not appointed any power to me to speak for them, but like, what the hell? So, okay. So, I mean, bank holidays were declared for uh, the wedding of... Charles and Di, and then for Will and Kate as well. And um, Theresa And Ma- Princess Anne. And Princess Anne, right. Theresa May was like, oh, but they weren't declared for Prince Andrew or Prince Edward. And I was like, yeah, but they were for Princess Anne. The country demands pageantry. Right. And also, like, I get... Nobody wants yeah. to commute. Right. Even if the wedding's in Windsor. Are you kidding? It's like, give people, like, make them excited. If they're not excited, at least give them something to be like, you know what? I can't completely hate them. Also, guess what? The whole country is miserable because of your terrible Brexit policies. Like, don't you want to get, just have something in the win column for yourself? Right. 
And I was, and like when they announced for Kate and Will that they were going to have like a bank holiday, they were like, oh, it, we just lost so much money no. for having this one day off. And it's like, is anyone talking about that now? No. No. Everyone not. is grateful that they got a long weekend. Yeah. And also, it's, ugh, I don't know. It's so dumb because like the amount of, like the amount of money that people spend, and I get that it's really hard to quantify, like, you know, the amount of revenue that the royal family brings in and stuff. But it's like, God, do you know how much money I personally spent on the global economy and buying British imported foods for the wedding of Will and Kate? Do you know how much more money I have now to spend on imported British foods, you know, to celebrate this wedding? Because I'm not a college student anymore. (laughs) So I'm not just getting like uh, breakfast stout and like, sitting in a frat house like living room watching it on tv (laughs) i could actually get like i don't know walker's english shortbread biscuits etc yeah i mean there's like yeah we could i'm excited for us to plan our watch royal wedding morning i know you're going to watching party. There's going to be great. I'm just really hoping there. I have like a work retreat thing that I'll be in Philadelphia for. It's at the end of April, though. So hopefully mm-hmm. they don't mess with my life and schedule it for that weekend. I would hope I hope they wouldn't do it in April just because Will and Kate got married in April and they got married on April 29th. So, right. It seems likely that hopefully you wouldn't be on your trip. But but I mean, if it's we'll they see. say it's spring 2018, do you, do you think it'll be in March? I mean, it could be in March. It could be in February. Because, I mean, they don't have very brutal winters, you know. That's but, true. I mean, and, I mean, I get February is still technically winter. But, like. It's not as bad as, like, here in Minnesota. Right. In Minnesota, it's, like. There might be a foot of snow. Or now? there might be. Because I think February is the worst month. Because it's super windy. Well, and, yeah. February and early March, there's a lot of snow. And there's also, like, January, you know, is, like, a time of, like, promise and excitement for, like. A new year but still there's kind of those january blues but then you kind of you're like okay whatever but at least and then it by february it's like there's no end in sight right i don't so, know i don't know i think march i don't know i do too i think march would be would make a lot of sense yeah because there's also not I, I can't think of any like major events do you know when easter is next year easter is on april fool's day it is so. okay it is because yeah, they would want that's... to obviously avoid Easter weekend mm-hmm. because, you know. And not get married on April Fool's, well, which would be a Sunday. So they wouldn't do that anyways. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I can imagine. I feel like they wouldn't want to plan it when Kate's on maternity leave. Right. So maybe, I don't know, mid-March. Maybe yeah. it'll be on my birthday. I can't remember. I don't know what day. The, as a. As a place, I mean, they I wouldn't want to do St. Patrick's, would they? I feel like that would be no, because they've got some. Stuff. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, if they do it on a Friday or a Saturday, we're looking at like March 23rd. If it's a Friday in 2018, that's, yeah, that... that's that's gonna be my educated guess. All right, and hopefully we this gets announced tomorrow, and it's a moot point. Yeah, because I want to know now. Well, I mean, a thing we can kind of talk about. Um, now that we're wildly speculating, is that, again, uh, there might be some people who are listening to this uh, episode and they haven't listened to our previous episodes. So we wanted to kind of foreshadow um, what we'll be talking about in the run-up to this event whenever it takes place. Yeah, we want to entice you. 
Yes. With our future topics of conversation. Lure you in. And also <laughs> encourage you to go backwards and listen to how wise and prescient we were in predicting yes. things. You'll notice that I I'm I was talking about how I thought they would get married before baby Cambridge three was born. Um, because of my whole theory that they want to avoid a Pippa moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's effectively what that means is that they want to avoid the press making a big deal out of like pitting Kate and Megan against each other and by, because Kate's wearing a dress and looking like a beautiful human being that she is. And mm-hmm. so like with Pippa's wedding or at our first episode, what we talked about way back in the day, uh, we talked about how Kate unfortunately chose to wear kind of like an unflattering silhouette, partially probably to make sure that her sister really was able to shine that day. Mm-hmm. And this time, you know, if Kate is eight months pregnant or, you know, very pregnant, visibly pregnant, I should say, um, it's a lot harder for like the press to pit them against each other and be like, Ooh, Kate showed up looking hot on Megan's wedding day. Megan furious. It's like, no, well, Kate's visibly pregnant. Calm down. But anyway, you can listen to our musings on topics such as those um, and figure out how right we were. And also ignore all the times that we completely, you know, (laughs) didn't get it right. Like, I was really (laughs) disappointed that your prediction from last week didn't come true and that Pippa was not the one who interviewed them. Yeah. I so wish it would have been so great. She would have. I mean, she had so much experience with that, like, three-week residency at the Today, the American Today Show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. And I hadn't seen Pippa in a while, you know, beyond her, uh, you know, outings just on the streets of London. Yeah, I think she was at some so- uh, soccer. She was at some tennis event recently, like some championship thing. But, yeah. She was not, uh, you know, interviewing, doing the... I think uh, I think Michelle did a much better job. I agree. You know, <laughs> you mean the person who is educated and trained intensely in Indeed. journalism is a good journalist? Right. <laughs> no way. Um, yeah, so, I mean, future things that we'll talk about, you know, we'll be going over who we think might be the dress designer for her and in Mm -hmm. doing that i'm imagining we'll take a look at some of the most famous wedding dresses in you know british history so what did the queen wear what did kate wear how did those decisions happen and kind of figuring out what designer we think megan will choose i'm very excited about that i know i'm excited about everything we're about to talk to because it's like wedding wedding all wedding related (laughs) right and so well yeah we'll maybe go into and uh we didn't talk about the obviously the queen and prince philip just had their 70th wedding anniversary and we didn't talk about that because we um there was just too much to choose from and we thought that talking about uh will and kate's engagement announcement would be more timely and we were right so that's good but we can you know take a deeper dive into what the queen's wedding looked like um in talking about what might happen with Megan and Harry. Yeah. So just a lot of different things to gear up for the wedding. Yeah. And I think we'll even talk about uh, what what we kind of imagine Megan's role will be and what maybe she can learn from Kate uh, as far as kind of joining this kind of this crazy world. And they definitely, I mean, uh, Harry and Megan talked about, you know, just kind of this kind of weird, you know, 
just kind of being welcomed into the royal family and kind of the obstacles that Kate went through since she obviously was, you know, kind of kept away from it for a very long time before William was like, okay, I'm going to start letting you in now that we're kind of to that point where we're getting old enough that I, I feel like you're ready and I feel more ready. And obviously Megan's been kind of thrown in since they've had a shorter, they haven't had, you know, they're older and they've had uh, less time together, but they definitely got serious a lot faster than Will and Kate did. And yeah, so I think we got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, and of course we'll be covering the Lifetime original movie oh my God, that is made wait. about their courtship. And yeah. And we might even, we'll probably even rewatch Will and Kate's one and talk about that because it's hilarious and amazing. And I have not seen that forever. I'm going to try to think about who I think they'll cast or who would be my dream cast for the Lifetime movie. I'm obviously, I don't think anyone famous is going to be in this movie. No one, um, no one like real famous. Like there might be like a Hallmark Channel famous, which Megan might know the person. Right. Because that's that's one of, yeah, that's our most popular episode. Yeah, you should listen to that one. And we still and we still have to watch that. um, What's the other one called that we haven't watched? Oh, um, it is on Amazon. It's like friend. It's something about friends. I feel like. Uh, Yeah. But it looks like a terrible, terrible, just kind of made or straight to DVD movie where Megan plays like the the best friend. That's just like you know what you should go for it, girlfriend. Yeah. Um, You love him. You should be. You should be together. Yeah. Follow your heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she says those <laughs> things, but she probably does. But um, yes, in our episode, uh, Meghan Markle Movie Mavens, we look at the two uh, Hallmark Channel original movies that uh, Meghan starred in and uh, kind of, yeah, speculate uh, how they affected her and her relationship with Harry and whatnot. Wildly how they speculate. How they <laughs> helped her focus on the man of her dreams and what right. she was looking for in her life partner. Yeah, so um, also another thing, if you guys have any ideas about what you would like us to talk about, um, we are always listening, uh, even if it's just for a short segment. Um, and you can get in touch with us several ways to to ask us to cover a particular subject. So first, um, we have an email address that is americaroundreams at gmail.com. We also are on Facebook and Instagram at Americrown Dreams, and we are on Twitter at Americrown Dream. And so, really, you know, let us know, and uh, we will take any suggestions under advisement. We are always looking for topics, and we want to make sure we're covering what interests you. Exactly. And yeah, we will definitely, this will be our focus for some time. Yeah. Until, yeah, their wedding and even beyond that, since it is a new day for the British royal family. Right. I mean, after their wedding, Baby Cambridge 3 will be happening. There will be so much to talk about. This this episode took a little bit of a different pattern from our usual episodes, though. So if you are a new listener, um, we don't always just talk about, I mean, when there's a huge event like this, like we usually cover... um, Kind of the news that the what's happening with the royal family in general, covering the Queen, Prince Philip, uh, sometimes Charles and Camilla, um, and then focusing really on William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan, and you know sometimes also bringing in the peripheral members. So 
whenever Anne is doing something particularly Anne-like, we'll we'll mention mm-hmm. her. Um, and then we will do a deep dive into a particular topic. And so, um, again, if you want to, if you're a new listener, take a listen to one of our, I wouldn't say go back to square one to get an idea of what we're like, because we were still kind of <laughs> figuring it out back then. But listen to another recent episode and see if you, you like the format. And again, if you have any suggestions, contact us. Um, also, please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It's very helpful. We want to reach the largest possible audience, and we want more people to, I don't know, jump for joy with us about Indeed. this, about these two strangers who we have never met, <laughs> and how, you know, out of our minds happy we are for them, like absolute yeah. weirdos and creeps, but whatever. I am very excited for Prince Harry, and I think it's going to be just so great to see, you know, it's always been, they always talk about how they're that trio, Will, Kate, and Harry, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to add a Megan. Me too. Oh, but yeah, so, so happy. I know. I'm also so tired. I've been <laughs> up since 4.50. I know. I fell asleep. I got, I left work early because I, so I wanted to make sure that I was in the office before they did the photo call. So I left my house at like 6.30 in the morning mm-hmm. to get to work. So I was like, okay, I'll work for a little bit and then I'll come in or, and then I can watch the photo call. And then when I got home today, I was like dead. My husband found me on the couch and he was like, are you okay? I was like, like, oh no. Yeah. I was like, I've been up since four. Yeah. I was like, being a royal reporter is so hard. I know. At least we're here (laughs) in central time zone and we're not the poor West Coasters. I felt so bad. (laughs) Like, I'm so sorry, guys. Long day. But super exciting, and I I still can't believe it's here, and I'm so, so excited. excited. I'm so happy. I'm so excited for us to talk about everything, and I can't wait to start planning our royal watching party. I know. So hopefully we get details tomorrow about where it'll be. Do you have a preference? I actually do where? really want it to be at St. George's. Uh, I agree. Chapel because it's so pretty. Um, it has a lot less pressure, and Windsor is actually really well suited to like big public participation in events like uh when the queen had her 90th birthday celebration she did a lot of like driving slowly in a car while waving um around because i mean the the palace is like in this the town like it's it's right there right and so there's lots of roads there's also that like really beautiful like it's like is it a mile long or three miles long or something? It's like a green and then there's like yeah. a straight path. And I think that that would be really striking if they um, did a procession up that because mm-hmm. I think that that would be really nice and it's a ton of space that they could easily convert. And uh, yeah, so I think that that would be good. Um, yeah, I agree. I really, I loved going to Windsor and I loved the chapel and I love the grounds like I was just like what if they had some of their wedding photos in the queen's garden like, like in the moat part yes yeah or like yeah I was just like it's just gorgeous it, it, it's beautiful there mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah and I don't, I don't what know. if they got like, what if they took the tr- hopped on the train and went to Legoland yeah <laughs> for part of their, their reception they rent out like my husband wanted to go and that's where my husband Windsor. wanted to go too he was like I was like we're gonna go visit Windsor and he's like, and then he like looked it up because he's like, oh, what do you do around there? I was like, oh, well, you know, like there's Eaton and we can you know walk around the yeah, town you walk across swans. Yeah, you walk across yeah. the r- bridge and you go, look, it's Eaton. And right. then you walk back across the bridge and have cream tea somewhere, you know. Yes. 
but he when he typed in Windsor like things to do it, that was like the number one thing was Windsor Legoland and I was just like god no and like, you know honeymoon you know Harry is the kind of guy who'd be like babe babe can we do Legoland for like part of the reception <laughs> maybe that's where he'll have his stag party <laughs> Like, Megan doesn't trust him to, like, go to any place that serves booze or anything. She's like, yeah. please don't. And then William is also like, man, I can't. I'm I'm an old man now. I can't handle He's my- like, I don't want to get caught doing a dad dance again. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he did when yes. he was in, what was it, Switzerland? Oh, my God. It was during the Pippa's. best. Oh, God. <laughs> no. That was yeah. so embarrassing. I was so, like, the secondhand embarrassment was so strong. But, yeah, yeah was like, we can't, we can't do that. So, yeah, they'll rent out Legoland. That's my prediction. That's what I would do if I had that kind of money. Right. That sounds great. Uh. So, much more to come for us from us. And, uh, yeah, happy engagement day, everybody. Yay. And we will talk to you next week with more news. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye.